Get ready to learn the top secrets and simple strategies for living the life of your dreams. Welcome to Living the Dream Podcast, where it's not just about achieving your goals in the future, it's about enjoying your journey along the way. Here are your hosts, Krista Joy and Christy Fredericks. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our show. So are you someone that has a few bad habits that you'd like to break? Maybe you want to stop smoking or having those late night snacks, or you want to quit pushing the snooze alarm multiple times, or to stop mindlessly reaching for the phone as soon as you wake up each day. Oh, that is so me. (laughs) It's all me too, every single day. Or maybe you're someone who would like to create some new good habits like eating healthy, exercising daily, journaling, or practicing gratitude? Studies conducted by a neurobiologist and cognitive psychologist indicate that as much as 95% of our human behavior, meaning what we do, think, or feel, can be considered habitual. With so much of what we do each day being a habit, we might as well try to break the bad ones and create some good ones to live our best possible life. So today, Krista and I are going to share with you 20 tips to help you make or break a habit. But first, let's start with the science behind a habit. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Start with science. So our habits, whether good or bad, can be broken down into a three-step sequence. Number one, the trigger. Number two, the routine. Number three, the reward. The trigger is the stimulus that kicks off the bad habit. The routine is the action of the habitual behavior itself, and the reward is the benefit associated with the behavior. So for example, I have a stressful day, which is step one to the trigger. I come home, sit down in front of the TV, start binge watching and eating cookies or ice cream, whatever it is, which is step two, the routine, and then I feel better and less stressed temporarily, which is step three, the reward. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. It does, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So with this science in mind, let's talk about our tips to help you make or break a habit. So number one, give yourself time. Now you may have heard that it only takes 21 days to make or break a habit, but the reality is that it can take much longer. So give yourself a break and time. Some studies have shown that it actually can take several months to create the new neural pathways. In fact, the longer you've had a bad habit, the longer it will take to break it. Number two, be specific. When trying to create a new habit, it pays to be very specific. Rather than saying, I'm only going to eat healthy snacks, instead go with, I am only going to eat carrots or grapes for a snack. Stock your fridge with small bags of carrots and grapes that are easy to grab when you want a snack and make it simple for yourself. A report in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, making choices led to reduced self-control. So when we narrow down our choices and make the decision to have a healthy snack virtually effortless, it becomes easier to create the new habit. I kind of like this, Christy, because I was taught in my direct sales company, that a goal is just a dream with a deadline. And this is kind of like an an offset of that. You want to be super specific. And also, if you don't know where you're going, 
you'll veer off and you'll you'll go anywhere. So this is just kind of kind of the same concept where not you just want to be super specific about what you're going to do and then you're not making choices in the moment because that's my thing. If I'm really hungry and I wait all day to eat because I'm doing other stuff, then I'll just go eat fast food or just whatever garbage, you know, but if we kind of pre-plan and pre-think about what we want to do and that breaking that bad habit, making it easy for ourselves to break it, then there it is. It's a no-brainer. You're going in, you're doing carrots and apples or whatever it is. I like this a lot. This is a great tip. I think this is a great one too, because for me, I, I'm the same way. I wait until the end of the day. I'm starving and it's like, I don't even want to look in the kitchen. It's too hard. There's too much to choose from. Where's the nearest McDonald's? It's just, you know, it's handy. So yeah, if I, and if it became such a habit, like, I think this is the thing, right? Where you can do it on autopilot since 95% of what we do, we do on autopilot anyway. If all I have to do is go in there, open the door of the refrigerator and my choice is bag of carrots, bag of grapes. Like, I don't even have to think. I just open that door and reach for, these are my only options. I think I would have a shot at that. That sounds, that sounds like something that would be really helpful to me. I might need to try that one. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, we have small steps. So starting with small manageable changes helps ensure success. So rather than reaching for a monumental change, like I'm never going to drink soda again, start by making small incremental changes on your way to the larger goal. So if you drink soda with every meal or like me all day long, um, you can begin with, I'm not going to drink soda with lunch. Work on that habit for a month or so and then expand on it every few weeks until you can create the habit of no longer drinking soda. Okay, this is great. This because we're talking about breaking it down into smaller, more doable steps. I mean, we want to shoot for the moon so we land on the stars, but at the same time, like if we just kind of take those baby steps in the right direction, you're going to end up where you want to go, right? Right, exactly. And I think it's just more realistic. Like you don't set yourself up to fail and it isn't so overwhelming that after kind of like a New Year's resolution where you're like, I'm never going to do this again. And then, you know, we all know still in January, we've all given up, right? Because it's so monumental and we just don't even know, like we can't get our minds around, around it. It's too big. But maybe if we make it reachable and attainable and it's just a small thing that we're changing, it'll, it'll be much easier to do. Yeah. That's the hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good one too. Okay. So step four, breaking our bad habits, create a link. It is much easier to create a new habit when you attach it to an established one, otherwise known as the, if then technique build on a routine you already have in place. So let's say you want to begin practicing gratitude by listing three items in a journal each morning that you are grateful for. If your day usually begins with a cup of coffee as you sit in front of the TV watching morning news, instead turn off the TV and write. For this example, your statement of, if I have my morning coffee, then I write down three items that I am grateful for. By creating this link in your mind over time, even the smell of your morning coffee should begin to trigger thoughts of gratitude as you prepare to write in your journal. Cool. This is great stuff. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I like that one too. I, you know, I wish I, and I, and I think we talk about it later, but it's, I, I don't know what habits I have, but I think this is awesome. If you can just piggyback, I've heard of that before. I think they call it habit 
stacking or something like that. But if you can piggyback on some good habits that you have and add more good habits, <laughs> that, that sounds like a good plan. Um, yeah. Number five, we have substitution. So one of the most successful approaches to breaking a bad habit is by substituting a good one instead. Because humans by nature are action-oriented, it's often easier to start doing something rather than stop doing something. So let's say the habit you want to break is having a glass of wine every day before dinner. So rather than taking away that ritual that you've probably associated as a stress reliever at the end of a busy day, replace it with the habit of having like a delicious seltzer or ice cold water flavored with seasonal fruits. Still following that ritual of placing it in a special glass and taking the time to sit mindfully and enjoying the refreshing and relaxing feeling it gives you to slow down for a few minutes, but with a healthy alternative to wine. So in a few weeks, you'll begin to notice that you're actually craving that feeling and habit of relaxation, but not actually the wine itself. Yeah, I really like that substitution. And it's almost like they say, they say to get that. Actually, I, you know, I've done this myself. So let me share this. So my family loves, should we say brand names, LaCroix, that, that seltzer stuff. To me, it's horrible, right? Tastes awful. Right. (laughs) I know it's so good for you because it doesn't have all the sugar and the syrup in it, like a regular soda. And there was a time when I was going low carb and I was trying to do a little bit better and you can get like flavoring drops. And if you put like some of those flavoring drops, like the cherry, cherry one's really good. And you put it in that seltzer water. I mean, you're, it almost is like soda, like real soda, except you don't get that thick syrupy sweetness and you don't get that crash. And of course it's not going to put the weight on you. So substitution, maybe if I can get into the habit of of doing that more often and, and doing that instead of real sugar, I mean, that's one thing that I came up with off the top of my head. But if we can just kind of think about, you know, applicable ways we can we can do this in our own lives. I, I like this idea a lot. Substitution. So you're not doing the bad thing. You're doing the good thing instead. Right. And I, I love that, too, because like I said before, I drink a lot of soda, a lot of root beer. So this might actually work for me if I could replace it with something that was still good where I didn't feel like it's just plain old water and bored with it. I don't want to drink it. That might work for me. This one, I might I have to highlight this one. This might be one I need to try myself. Yeah. And I want to mention, cause I have a Coca-Cola thing. Like I don't have to have it every day, but sometimes I just really want one. And I was in the store the other day and they have Coca-Cola now with, um, tr- with other sweeteners, stevia and trivia and cane sugar, I guess, instead of like the corn syrup. So I did pick some of that up. I can't do diet soda. It gives me a terrible headache and it makes me want to eat like a huge meal after I have a diet soda. I don't know. Maybe it's just mental or something, but I do not touch that stuff because as it is, I eat way too much. I have an amazing appetite. So I just switched over to the cola. So they're making it a little bit easier for you. There's things out there. Like if you, if you look for it, there might be something you don't have to be that creative. You know, maybe it's it's already out there for you if you want to give it a try. Personally, I'm just starting it, so I just I haven't had a whole lot. The first day, I noticed I, I kind of had a little bit of a headache. So I don't know if it was the soda, if it was just the stress I'm under right now. <laughs> but I'm going to give it another try, and I'll let you know how the, uh, the it's it's greenish. You, maybe you've seen it in the stores. It's they have It has, like, green accents on the Coca-Cola box. So if you see it, that's what I'm talking about. 
All right. Well, keep us posted. Okay. All right. The next one is put it in writing. Try writing down the new habits you would like to create. Saying it out loud isn't as much of a commitment as actually putting it in writing. Handwriting causes more brain activity, which helps your goals to sink in and stick in your mind. Okay, so I'm a huge believer in this. I need to practice what I preach. But um, goal posters, that's something else I learned in my direct sales company. Starting from 18 years old, we would cut out pictures from magazines and put it on the wall and write things like it's already happening right now. Because putting it in writing is so powerful, other than just you know beating yourself up when you go off on the path you don't want to. If you actually have it in writing, on your wall, or in your journal, or whatever, Super, super helpful because it helps you remember, once again, it helps us be intentional and it helps us remember the destination, where we want to go. Because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, right? So you got to be really clear on what you want and put it in writing. There's something, we've talked about this before on the show, Christy, it's psychological. Like when you write it with a pen, I don't know, it's magical, but it's worth a shot, right? It is. It absolutely is. And it's funny you say that because... I used to live in Kansas City, in a suburb of Kansas City, Overland Park, Kansas. Anybody who lives in that area probably knows the spot. But I didn't like it. I was desperate to get out of the state. That's where I'd spent most of my childhood. And so I took a picture of Colorado that I loved, a beautiful summer picture with all the you know snow-capped mountains and summer flowers. And I wrote, move to Colorado on the top of it. And I kept it in my desk drawer at work. And every day at work when I would get just super irritated and I would pull out my picture of Colorado and my boss would come by and he's like, what are you looking at? My picture of Colorado. This is where I'm moving. And he's like, someday I know you're going to. And I, you know, and that's where I live now. And I kept that picture and I looked at it day after day until I finally made it happen. And there is something incredibly powerful about having that reminder putting it in writing and just looking at it repeatedly and keeping yourself focused and on track where you want to be. Powerful is a perfect word. That is exactly what I was going to say. That is a powerful story. I mean, it really happened for you. And last year I sat down with some of my girlfriends and helped them create vision boards. And I'm going to put this out into the world. If you're hearing this now, contact me. I can, I can help you if you want to start a vision board Two or three of them put brand new cars on their vision board and they had it within a couple of months. It was freaky. I started to think, you know, maybe I'm doing something right here. <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's very powerful. Vision boards are really powerful. We're off track a little bit. We're, t- we're just talking about putting it in writing, the new habit that you would like to create. So with all the with all this evidence we've given you, though, I think you you could believe us that this is a good thing to try. <laughs> yes, definitely. With with anything that you're doing, put it in writing. That definitely mm-hmm. helps. Yeah. Then uh, number seven. This is a good one too. Across the board, whenever you're trying to do something, tell a friend. It's always easier to accomplish something with the help of others. And making and breaking habits is no different. And trusting a friend by sharing with them the change you're trying to make helps you to become more committed to sticking with it and gives you someone to be accountable to. And even better, if your friend is trying to make the same change, you can help each other stay on track, motivate one another, and offer support when the times get tough. Are we living this right now or what? This is uh, this is what our show is about. Christy and I have therapy sessions before we begin recording. <laughs> 
Yes, we do. Every we're, time. We're all about talking to a friend and let them know that this is going to be your new focus right now. And, and they'll help you to stay accountable. It's just important. We were even talking about having accountability shows like in the future, talking about, you know, did we apply these things to our lives and how did it go and all that kind of stuff. So telling a friend, I love that. That's important. All right. For number eight, focus. Focus on why you want to make or break the habit and what benefits you will get from making the change. Even make a list of these benefits and place them in a visible place so when you start to waver, you can look at it and refocus your energy. That sounds like a vision board to me. Okay. <laughs> it definitely does. That's so important having your why. Having your why. Because otherwise, on those days, you lose motivation. Mm-hmm. It's always good to be able to refocus yourself. In fact, I have one of those little uh, bracelets and the word on my bracelet is focus <laughs> because I, I get distracted. So it's an important one for me. Number nine, we have mindfulness. To practice mindfulness so that you can become more aware of your thoughts, feelings, and actions. If you can be more tuned in, you're less likely to go about your day just doing things on autopilot, especially the bad habits that you're trying to break. Yes, I love that. Number 10, reminders. When trying to change your habits, it's always a good idea to leave yourself reminders to reinforce the behavior you are trying to create. For example, if you're trying to drink more water, leave yourself a sticky note on your fridge that says, did you drink water today? So that every time you enter your kitchen, you are reminded. Or if you're trying to start taking a walk every evening, set an alarm on your phone to go off just after dinner time that says time for a walk. You can even set up a fun ringtone to go with it, like the song Walking on Sunshine. Anything that will get you going. And the idea I had as I was reading this, Christy, is instead of a paper note to yourself that says, did you drink more water today? Maybe just a picture, because I, I don't know, maybe I'm more visual. But what I need to do is put like a picture of like a flowing waterfall or a refreshing water fountain or something like that. Put that on my fridge and maybe that'll tempt me to go over and get more water in that moment instead of soda. I like that. And <laughs> speak, speaking of being more visual, number 11 is visualize. Just like accomplished athletes that visualize themselves reaching monumental goals, you can do the same thing when making and breaking habits. Picture yourself being successful. What does that look like? What benefits did you receive by making or breaking the habit? Visualize yourself conquering your goal whenever you have some quiet moments to yourself to help boost your confidence. I believe in this so much, and I really want to start practicing visualization. For whatever reason, I was watching Tony Robbins a couple weeks ago, and that was his whole thing. Like, you got to picture it like it's already there. It's already happening in your life. And if you if you listen to any of these really successful people, so many of them, and we did a whole episode about Elvis, where Elvis saw himself in that moment. He was going to be famous. He knew it. And then you just kind of walk into it. So visualizing, even so you can break bad habits and make good habits. That's a great tip. I love that one. I, I think that's a really good one, too. And I think that goes back to that whole uh, fake it till you make it or the dress for success, you know, like dress for the job you want to have. I mean, yeah. I think we've heard this over and over again. But 
what a great way to apply it to like making and breaking a habit, you know, just picturing where you want to be and living it like living like you're already doing it. it. I think it really does make a difference. It seems to be a key, big key to success. Number 12, we've got change your environment. One of the easiest ways to make or break a habit is by changing your environment. Does your car go through the Starbucks drive through every morning on autopilot, costing you money and calories? Try driving a different route to work and see if that helps break that morning habit. Want to start sketching or journaling instead of mindlessly scrolling through social media? Place sketchbooks, journals, and art supplies on a table nearby where you normally sit and scroll and see if that encourages you to pick up something more productive and enjoyable instead. Change your environment, and I think that's important right now, too, as we're all going, we're all kind of in this rut with the quarantine action still going on and the, all of that. I was really blessed. I had a friend of mine call, and uh, and she just took me to the beach for a couple of days. And I really, on the second day, I really started feeling like myself again. So there's something to this. You know, if, if you feel like you're in a rut and you're trying to to break a bad routine that you have, then then just change everything out of the water and do something totally different that you wouldn't normally do. Changing your environment. Who would have thought that might be a great way to uh, start making a better habit? I agree. It definitely. A change of scenery. I, I think that always helps. Mm-hmm. Number 13, we have make a plan B. So prepare, prepare yourself for a slip up and create a plan B. We're all human. So you're bound to go off course every once in a while. So instead of beating yourself up about it, already have an established plan B in place in the event you find yourself in that position. So for example, write down, if I blow it and eat an entire box of Twinkies for my snack, I'll begin to choose between carrots and grapes again with my next snack. I will not wait until next Monday or next week or next month. (laughs) I will start towards my new healthy habits again immediately. I am the worst about this one. I am so bad about this because when I, I'm a horrible soda drinker, right? I've already told everybody that. So I'll get on this bandwagon. Okay, I'm not going to drink five root beers a day. It's not going to happen. And then I am really good for like a day, like Monday. (laughs) And then by Tuesday, I blow it. And then I'm like, okay, I'll just start again on Monday. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm bad. I need I need to do better on number 13. Mm. Well, that's really it's really easy to do because, you know, you you really you want to give yourself a break for the next six days. You don't want to get right back on track. <laughs> you know? I know. I know. <laughs> it's so easy to do. But um, yeah, maybe maybe I'll be better about it if I know in my head that, you know, I'm just going to try better next time. It won't be like so such a big deal and you don't beat yourself up as bad when you fall off track. You know, that's maybe the part of the psychology of it as well. Hey, look, I'm going to do better in the next hour. I didn't do good this hour. I'm going to do better in the next hour. Give yourself a break. Have a plan B, you know, move on. Yeah, I think you're right. Number 14, reward yourself. Making or breaking a habit is a huge accomplishment that should be celebrated. So be sure to reward yourself along the way. So if you've been practicing gratitude for a month by writing in your 99-cent spiral notebook, splurge on the fancy leather-bound journal. (laughs) Or if you've been drinking your water every day like you should, 
get yourself the cute little water bottle that you've been eyeing. The rewards don't have to be big or expensive, just meaningful and tied to the habit you've created. I really like this. This is great. I actually, so I'm actually pretty good with, with water. Um, but the, 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 um, whatever you call it, the thermos that I was drinking out of, as much as I loved it, the paint started chipping off of it and started looking really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go spend $16. I just think it's a crazy amount of money for like a thermos or whatever, but it's part of my life. Like it comes with me everywhere I go and I drink out of it all day long. So reward yourself a little bit. You know, if you have a good habit, and Christy, I know you have way more good habits than you do bad habits. You could, you know, maybe reward yourself for that a little bit and uh, pat yourself on the back. It's important that we take time to do that. We, we want to move on and fix the next thing. But I think it's really psychologically it's important in, for our self-esteem that if we stop and go, you know, that was good. And I need to feel some pride about that and be proud of myself and maybe splurge on a pedicure or massage or whatever it is when you're doing the right kind of things. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think sometimes we, you know, we spend a lot of time celebrating everybody else's success, but when we do something, it's like, eh, whatever, it wasn't a big deal. But actually, you know, being kind to yourself and celebrating it and it's because it's an achievement. It's not easy. None of this is easy. This is all hard work. And so it is really something to be recognized and be excited about. Mm -hmm. So number 15, we have identify triggers. So remember that a habit can be broken down into the three-step sequence that we talked about at the beginning, trigger, routine, and reward. So knowing what triggers your behavior, especially when you're trying to break a bad habit, is critical to your success. If you can pinpoint what's triggering you and either eliminate it or change that signal, it can make a habit easier to break. So for example, if you always stay up late when you're watching TV, instead try turning it off early and reading just before bedtime. So by breaking that normal trigger and routine, you'll find that the bad habit is easier to break. These are great tips. Number 16, we've got let go of all or nothing. Remember that no one is perfect. So don't expect 100% perfection when making or breaking your new habit. If you hope to give up smoking entirely, don't beat yourself up. Become discouraged and stop trying if you have one cigarette. Instead, celebrate all the ones you didn't smoke and realize that you're improving one small step at a time. I think that's so important because I, you know, when I, we were just talking about where I'm really good on Monday and then by Tuesday I'm drinking my bazillion root beers again, rather than having that mentality of, oh, I just blew it. I stink. I can't do this. You, you did it. Like you did do it. You stopped for a while. Even if that was only 10 cigarettes you didn't smoke or six pops you didn't drink, you, you did, you were able, you were capable of doing it. So way to go. And you can do this again. Let's just start over. One small step at a time. Yeah. So number 17, we have self-care. Making life changes is no small task, so it'll be easier to create positive changes when you're beginning from a place of wellness. Although there will always be things going on in life, we know this for sure, try to begin making or breaking habits when you're well-rested, relaxed, nourished, and in a good mindset. Try to remember to take time for self-care throughout the process also. 
so that you can set yourself up for success. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense. You know, my partner, he's, uh, well, we both, we've been not eating a lot of snacks. We call them the quarantine snacks. So, you know, we put on some weight and it's like, now is not the time to diet and be worried about that. Now is the time to just get through this hard time we're in and then we can turn things around. So I I love that suggestion. Don't forget about the self-care while you're trying to break bad habits and make new good habits. Number 18, de-stress. When we are stressed, we tend to operate on autopilot and often our bad habits can creep back in. Try doing things that help you to relax, unwind, and de-stress before trying to make or break a habit. The less stressed you are when you begin, the better chance you have at success. Good one. Yeah, I can't even imagine. If I'm stressed or frazzled by life in general, I, I can't. I, my mind doesn't have even space to consider making or breaking a habit. I have to be, you know, really in the good mindset. Stress is not a place where I can work from personally. <laughs> Number 19, know your why. So most people will find it's easier to make or break a habit when they have a strong reason for why they want to make the change in the first place. Everyone knows eating unhealthy isn't good for you, but that in itself might not be a strong enough reason to change. Try to find your reason why to help with your motivation. So here's a personal story. Um, When my dad found out he was pre-diabetic and that if he didn't start exercising and eating better, he was going to have to give himself insulin injections every day, and he hated needles. Um, So that was a huge motivator for him to watch his diet. He started exercising and he actually lost 40 pounds in very quickly, just in a few months and completely turned around his diagnosis that he didn't need. He was no longer pre-diabetic, no insulin injections or anything like that. So I think really finding your why gives you a better shot at success. Absolutely. And we talk about this a lot too, Christy. These are good habit-breaking tips, but they're just good life tips in general. So that's good stuff. And finally, our last one, use preparation. Before going full steam ahead, trying to break a habit, instead, spend a couple of weeks thinking about it. Write down why you want to make the change, record each time you do the habit, and think about what is triggering the behavior. The more information you have and the more preparation that you do, the better chance you have at conquering the change. This one I, I would walk towards with, with some caution because you don't want to just be planning your attack and never attacking, right? So we can get we can get lost in the preparation. So be careful with this. Um, on the other hand, I have some habits I need to break, and I don't think I've ever tried using preparation. Is this something you've done before, Christy? You know, I know people who have, and it's been really successful. But I think I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, it's Walt Disney that said we all need deadlines, right? So I think if you're going to use step 20, you definitely want to put a timeline on it. You want to say, okay, for the next week, okay, it's Monday. Until Sunday night, I'm going to write down what I'm doing, why I want to change it, what's triggering me every time I do it. I'm going to pay attention for a week. But then the following Monday, I'm going to start. I think, I think you're absolutely right because I'm one of those people that's way more planning oriented than action oriented. And I would just get lost in 20 <laughs> just be there all day long planning how I'm going to make my changes and just never actually do them. It would be have, easy to do. I've, oh yeah. And I've done it. I have done it. You would not believe the amount of plans I've made and just like, <laughs> no follow through, no follow through. Um, 
Well, because we need so much help, we reached out. And once again, we had a lot of great people step up and give us their examples and their advice for making and breaking a habit. Thank you, everybody that's uh, that's been writing in. We hope you'll continue to do this. So the first one was Donna, right, Christy? Right. Donna McGinnis writes, my biggest hint is if you mess up one day, let it go and start again the next day. Absolutely, Donna. <laughs> I need to tell myself that. Don't wait till Monday. Just start the next day. <laughs> And what did Tom Doyle say, Krista? Tom Doyle says, the old start-stop usually works for me. I usually just stop doing the bad habit and switch it up with a good one. Well, Tom, God bless you, brother. That's fantastic. I wish it was that he makes it sound so easy, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, but there you go. He's using the old uh, substitution tip right there, right? Yes. He's stopping the bad one and switching it up with a good one. So I love it. I love it. That's yeah. And then Melissa O'Neill shares, when I was a personal trainer, when I would go to the grocery store, I would literally put my hand up beside my face so I could not see the aisles that had tempting items. When you stay busy with something you replaced it with, such as exercise, gum, etc., then don't look at the topic or item. You prevent it from being as much of a thought. And if it comes in your head, you shove it out like an enemy in your mind and do anything you can to distract. All right. That's a great one. <laughs> I think that's great. Like distraction's perfect. That's a great co coping skill for so many things. I, I love distraction. It's one of my go-tos. Yes. Um, <laughs> so thanks again to everyone that took the time to share their stories and tips on making and breaking habits. We love to hear from you. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if we've inspired you to try making or breaking a habit, you can check out our website, newlivingthedreampodcast.com for more information. And if you've already achieved your goal, we would love to hear from you. Please share a photo of you conquering your habit in our Facebook group, Simple Dream Life Strategies. We can't wait to get inspired by your success. Thanks for listening to Living the Dream Podcast, where we know it's not just about achieving your goals in the future, it's about enjoying your journey along the way. Music for today's episode was provided by Peter Alden's Kingdom Classics, now available for purchase on our website. This presentation represents the opinions of the hosts and guests of the show. Our show is informational and for entertainment purposes only. Always consult your health care professional for any medical questions. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome your comments and suggestions. Contact information for Krista Joy can be found at disneyways.com connect. Reach out to Christy Fredericks at DisneyWorldEnthusiast.com slash about. At Living the Dream Podcast, we know it's not just about achieving your goals in the future. It's about enjoying your journey along the way. Oh,